Welcome to the Self-Publishing School Podcast. This is the podcast to listen to if you're an aspiring writer or an author who wants to be more successful. On this show, you'll learn how to write and launch a book successfully, all from the top authors and people just like you who are doing it at the highest level. I'm your host, Chandler Volt, the founder of Self-Publishing School, the author of the book called Published, and the CEO of selfpublishing.com. For free training on how to publish a book that sells 10,000 copies, go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. Hey, Chandler Bolt here, and joining me today is Dr. Robert Rome. Uh, he's a popular keynote speaker. He's the author of multiple books, including uh, his book called Positive Personality Profiles. Uh, he's a DISC e- expert and has certified over a thousand people, probably a lot more than that at this point, um, through his DISC certification. He's spoken all over the place. Maybe you've seen him speak in person. Uh, and uh, this is a fun fact I dug up. Uh, has uh, a PBS special, the modern, the model of human behavior, which is pretty cool. He's also the owner of a company called uh, Personality Insights. So um, today on this interview, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, the, the disc assessment and how you can use that in writing and publishing a book successfully. Now you may remember from way back when uh, where we brought uh, Ian Crone on to talk about uh, the Enneagram. So I know some people watching. Uh, Enneagram, you love it. <laughs> uh, if that's you, check out uh, that episode. That was episode 156. Today, we're not going to be talking about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about the DISC, uh, which is another assessment that I love. And uh, we brought on the best of the best to come teach it to us. And we're going to talk about um, how do you use it to write and publish a book successfully, like I mentioned. So first off, uh, Dr. Rome, welcome. Great to have you here. Thank you, Chandler. Appreciate the opportunity to be here today with you and your outstanding audience. Well, guys, uh, we've got some, there's going to be some slides and some visuals. So make sure if you're not pull this up on the YouTube channel, you'll still be able to listen to this and, and get the gist of it. But if you want the visuals, uh, join us on the YouTube channel. I want to open up with this. Uh, what is the disc assessment for people who don't know? And why, why are you so passionate about it? That's great. Thank you, Chandler. Well, the reason is because it's simple enough to understand and practical enough to apply. I promise anyone who's listening today or watching in just a few minutes, their whole life will be transformed by actually understanding the DISC model of human behavior. It's a wellness model. The reason I like it in a nutshell, it doesn't tell you what's wrong with you. It tells you what's right with you. I've graduated from five different colleges. I have a PhD. I tell people that stands for piled higher and deeper. I've learned more and more about less and less till I finally learned everything about nothing. The truth of the matter is most education is not very practical or usable. The number one complaint with college graduates is they graduated with a degree that they're not using. I like to use things that are practical, applicable, duplicatable, and usable. And so in just a few minutes, someone is going to understand two things. Number one, how they themselves are wired. And number two, how to read other people quickly. Now, let me just say this at the very outset. This is not about analyzing people or categorizing people or pigeonholing people or putting people in a box or labeling people. It's about understanding people. I use a simple illustration, Chandler. If you and I were talking 
And I, I, I let's say I, I, I speak fluent English and fluent Spanish. And I walk up to you and I see you somewhere and I say, uh, uh, hey, how you doing today? And you looked at me and said, no habla inglés. And I said, oh, lo siento mucho, que pasa? And I switched my language to speak your language because I read the cir circumstances. I read mm -hmm. the situation. You don't speak English. You speak Spanish. So I have to, here's the punchline. I have to learn how to adjust myself to connect with you. We all make the big mistake of trying to fix other people. So far, I haven't found that to work, but I can <laughs> fix me. And if I understand mm -hmm. myself and I understand you, doesn't it stand to reason that we can have a better relationship at work, home, school, or play? So it's a simple model. I like things I can understand. I like things that are duplicatable. I've done this on six continents. I've been everywhere except Antarctica, so I don't know if it works with penguins. But I do know it works on the other six continents. I'm looking forward to sharing this with your audience today. Oh man, I'm so excited. Well, I want to I want to break this into a couple parts and and specifically using disc for writing and then separating it out for marketing. But I figured maybe at first and I know you've got a couple frames here that you can kind of walk us through the model. Maybe it's helpful to just give a base layer of overview of what it is so that especially for those for those that don't know what it is they, they they can understand it and for those that do maybe they have a deeper understanding so that we can then start to customize this for writing and marketing a book now oh, that's great uh yeah you're exactly right you need to have a a standard you need to have a baseline where to start so i'm going to show uh three have three frames for people today if they're watching if you're listening i want you to visualize a circle just very, very simple. Just visualize a circle. If you're watching, you see the circle. We've separated the top half of the circle from the bottom half of the circle. The top half represents people who are more outgoing. Hurry up. Let's go. I got things to do. Place to go. People see. Move. Let's get with the program, man. Then the bottom half of the circle are those who are more reserved. Take your time. Calm down. You're going to have a heart attack. Take a deep breath. So this is where it starts. Listen carefully. All human interaction starts right here. And here's how I can prove it. Have you ever been in a situation and you felt like that someone was just dragging something out forever? And inside of you, you said, uh, excuse me, could we pick up the pace a little bit here? Could we go a little bit faster? Could we uh, get this finished? However, sometimes you're in a situation where somebody's talking so fast and moving so quickly, you say, excuse me, excuse me, can we slow down just a little bit? I, I, feel like I'm, I feel like I'm getting lost. This is where we either connect or disconnect with another person. And this is easy to read. Like if I spend a little time with you, I can find out, are you more outgoing? Do you like, hurry up, let's go get the program. I can watch your behavior. I can listen to you talk. I can observe this. It's very easy to observe. I can also see if you're, take your time, slow down. I feel like you're going too fast. Your eyes will glaze over. You'll get real quiet. You'll feel overwhelmed. This is something we can read. 
So to start with, in all human interaction, if I know you're more outgoing, I need to remember, talk a little louder and a little faster because you have the attention span of a gnat. However, if you're more reserved, talk softer. My wife's more reserved. I cannot tell you how many times she's said to me, are you mad about something? Why are you yelling at me? And I'm thinking, I'm not yelling. I'm talking in my normal tone. <laughs> so I, it scares her sometimes when I get too loud. So I have to observe and say to myself, take a deep breath, talk softer, talk slower, look into her eyes, be gentle. See, that's the bottom half. So let's go back to the model. And I'm going to give people ways they can understand this. If you're in the top half of the circle, you're more outgoing. Now, let me give you six words that describe outgoing people. Number one, they are fast-paced. F-A-S-T-P-A-C-E-D, fast-paced. Hurry up, let's go. Number two, they're more optimistic. Man, there's got to be a pony in here somewhere. Number three, they're more energetic. A lot of energy, a lot of excitement. I think most people could tell already, this is more of my motor or more of my pace. Number four, they're more involved. Sign me up. Count me in. They don't really go to school to learn anything. They go to school to be involved in club sports and extracurricular activities. Number five, they're very positive. Look for the good, the pure, and the positive in everything. I worked with Zig Ziglar for many years, a long time ago. Zig's one of my mentors and friends. And Zig used to say, man, always look for the positive. Go after Moby Dick in a rowboat and take the tartar sauce with you. Last word, they're enthusiastic. Now, all of those words represent people who are more outgoing, fast-paced, optimistic, energetic, involved, positive, and enthusiastic. Remember, again, this is your motor or your pace. If you're more outgoing, your motor sounds like, rung, rung. that's your pace. Let's get with the program. However, if you're more reserved, let me give you six words that describe those types of individuals. They're slower paced. Calm down. Take a deep breath. We, we need to do this right. They're cautious. Let's measure twice and cut once. That way we won't have to glue it back together after you've destroyed it. Next, they're more concerned about things. Are you sure? Are you positive? Do you have reservation number? Do you have confirmation number? What time does this start? How many people are going to be there? Next, they're more reluctant. Not everything that shines is gold. Be careful. Is this legal? Can we do this? Next, they're more or better at critical thinking. When I was in graduate school, I got almost to an argument with my professor one day because I said, I don't like critical thinking. And I didn't understand what critical thinking was. I didn't understand at that time that critical thinking means be careful. I, he looked at me, he said, my professor said, you're getting critical thinking mixed up with cynical thinking. I thought, oh, you're right. See, critical thinking is what we do when we go to a doctor and they check our vital signs or when your car is on the blink and you hook it up to a machine. It's like, what's wrong here? Let's find out the solution. That's critical thinking. And then the last one in our list, they're more discerning. That This is why... I want to be careful. I want to proofread this. Now, again, slower paced, cautious, concerned, reluctant, critical thinking, and discerning. Those words represent people who are more reserved. 
All right, so now it's time for a little quiz. Everyone who's watching or listening, if you had to choose between those two, and it may be 51%, 49%, you're not locked in for life. You can change your mind later on. But if you had to choose between those, do you think you're more outgoing or are you more reserved? Your outgoing motor would be run, run. Your reserve motor, if you get excited, you still are reserved. Now, Chandler, just asking you, uh, but everybody listening today, make a choice. Make a choice. You can change your mind later on, and everybody has some of both of these from time to time. But I'm mm-hmm. asking you, where are you more comfortable in being outgoing or being more reserved? How about a channel? Which are you? Outgoing. Okay. Well, I, you know, I, I knew that. I can see it in your face. I can see it in your smile. <laughs> <clears throat> I can hear it in your words. Now, I want everybody who's listening today, take a position. You can change it later. Are you more outgoing or more reserved? Okay. Chandler chose outgoing. I would choose that for myself. Let's go to the second frame. On the second frame, we see the same circle, only we're dividing it vertically. That is from top to bottom. The first one we divided horizontally from side to side. Our second circle on the left side, we see the word task. These individuals are high-tech individuals. On the right side, we see the word people. These are high-touch individuals. Again, left side, task, right side, people. Left side, just the word task in and of itself. You should be thinking, all right, make a list, get things done, check it off, be efficient, hurry up. We got a lot to do. I want to, I'm going to measure my day by how much I get done. Okay. Right side is more people oriented. Be kind, be nice. Don't be rude. Don't be a jerk. As a matter of fact, I go so far, I call this your priority. The left side, their priority, let's get things done. The right side, their priority, be a nice person. Both are important, but both are very different. I was talking to a mom the other day. I was doing a training in Canada. She said, oh, my gosh. She said, my son is so task-oriented. She said he was home from college for Christmas. She said, I looked at him and said, Joel, I really love you. She said he looked at me and said, noted. Noted? Like, okay, I understand that. I, it's noted. She said, I was expecting him to say, I love you too, mom. She said, but I understand he's task-oriented. So to him, my love was a task and it was noted on his list. All right, let's go back and focus on these a little closer. On the left side, I'm going to give you six words that describe what a task-oriented person is like at their core. Remember, these are your top priorities. Number one, fill out the form. Let's have some form and in, in, in information here. Number two, function. I like to see things function. I like to go to a function. I like to be part of a function. Number three, Programs. I like a written program. Where are we in the program? Get with the program, man. Number four, plans. Plan your work, work your plan, make a list, number it, check it off, be efficient. Number five, they like projects. I like results. I like to see things done. I want to get it started, get it done, look at it, and move on to the next project. 
And the last thing is the process. I mean, process like the chain of command. How does this work? I, I want to have a well-oiled, well-defined, smooth-running machine. I like a process. Those people who are on the left side, don't miss this, they are primarily thinking-oriented. They think a lot about form, function, programs, plans, projects, and the process. On the right side, we have those who are people-oriented. They are more into feelings. Let's look at them. Number one, relationships. I like to have a relationship with you. Let's get along with each other. Number two, caring. Number three, sharing. Let's go to lunch together. I can care for you. You can share with me. We can build a relationship. I mean, it makes a diabetic sick to be around this. It is just so nice. Number four, emotions. I mean, they cry at the grand opening of a Walmart. These people just want everyone to get along with each other. Here's the word. In a nutshell, feelings. You will hear people say, well, they they hurt my feelings. That's the right side. I don't think anybody on this call has ever heard someone say, well, you know, they hurt my thinking. People don't say that. People say you hurt my feelings. That's because we are all feeling-oriented creatures. This is the right side. And then number six, friendships. So again, on the right side, high touch, relationships, caring, sharing, emotions, feelings, and friendships. Now remember, left side's thinking, right side's feeling. Both are important. So Chandler, if I ask you to choose between one of those, it may be 51%, 49%. You're not locked in for life. And you do have some of both of those. But if you had to choose just for our time together, which would you say you are the most? Oh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. But I think I go to the left side. You said thinking, right? Yep. Yeah, I'd okay, say thinking. Good. All right, now this is great because this will help us on our call. You're outgoing and task-oriented. Okay, yes, I'm outgoing and people-oriented. We're both outgoing, but we, we change a little bit ever so slightly when it comes to, remember the word, priority. It's our priority. This is the main thing. See, for you, the main thing, at the end of the day, if we got everything done, but there might be a few people who maybe got their feelings hurt or feel left out. You would mm -hmm. think, hey, we got the job done. Mm -hmm. I would think, well, I'm glad we got the job done, but I'm concerned about these people and mm -hmm. what's going on with them. I need, to, I need to talk to them. I don't want to lose them. Now, again, one's not right or wrong, one's not good or bad. And this is like learning really to drive a car. Because you have to navigate through traffic, through bad weather, through stop signs, gr red lights, green lights. So you are after get it done, make it happen, play to win. I'm get it done, be nice, and help other people along the way. Now, let's put those two circles together. And everyone who's listening today can be doing that or watching. We've got two circles. Outgoing reserved, that's the top half and the bottom half. Then the second circle, left side task, right side people. The first one, as we mentioned, was our motor or our pace. The second one is our priority or our compass. A compass helps us find the right direction. Here's our third one. On our third frame, we've put the two circles together. If you're watching, you see we have now 
added the two circles. We've overlaid them, which gives us four quadrants. Follow along. Listen carefully. If you're outgoing, you're in the top half. If you're reserved, you're in the bottom half. If you're task-oriented, you're on the left. If you're people-oriented, you're on the right. Then we've added the four letters, D-I-S-C, in clockwise order. So if you're listening, D is in the upper left. I is in the upper right. S is in the lower right, clockwise order. And C is in the lower left. So it goes D-I-S-C in clockwise order from 10 o'clock to 2 o'clock to 4 o'clock to 8 o'clock. D-I-S-C. Then if you're watching or listening, let me give you, this is why it's called the DISC model. If you're outgoing and task-oriented, here are your D words. Dominant, direct, demanding, decisive, determined, doer. If you'll notice, all those words begin with the letter D. And that's the way to remember it. Now, if for, for the sake of time and the sake of learning, just remember the first word, dominant. Be a leader, be a follower, get out of my way. I got things to do, place to go, people to see, move, hurry up. That's the dominant style. In clockwise order, outgoing and people-oriented. That's the I type. What does I stand for? Inspiring, influencing, impressionable, interactive, impressive, and interested in people. That's the I-type personality. I was the master of ceremonies at my five-year-old kindergarten. That was a long time ago. I've been speaking as long as I could talk. In the bottom right hand, we're in clockwise order. This is the S-type. Reserved. Now we've moved away from outgoing. Now reserved. The S-type is reserved and people-oriented. What does S stand for? Supportive. Stable, steady, sweet or kind, status quo or shy. The I and the S, notice carefully, the I and the S are both on the right side. Hear me well. I types and S types both like people, but they go about it differently. An I type is outgoing and people oriented. When they walk in a room, they'll walk up to everybody and talk to everybody. An S type is reserved. Hey, Chandler Bolt here. I hope you're loving this episode so far. It's time to go from inspiration to implementation. All right, so if you've learned something, we want to help you implement what you've learned with your book. So what I want you to do right now is go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a publishing consultation with one of the experts on my team. We'll talk about your goals for your book, your dreams, your challenges, your next steps, and we'll start putting together a plan. All right, so go to selfpublishing.com forward slash schedule, book a call with the team. Let's see how we can help with your book. It's time to implement. And people oriented. They would much prefer you walking up to them. That's because they're more reserved. They don't want to be pushy. The S type and the I type are both people oriented. Let's complete the circle. The bottom left hand is the C type. The C type stands for cautious, calculating, competent, conscientious, contemplative, and careful. All those start with the letter C. Again, D-I-S-C is because the words start with 
those those particular letters. And I went through the whole dictionary finding positive, upbeat, encouraging words. You'll notice uh, there's nothing negative on here. There's nothing that this is a wellness model. I don't want to know what's wrong with you. I want to know what's right with you. The C type's cautious. That's why they go into fields like medicine or law or aviation or science. School was primarily designed for the C-type personality. School was not designed for D's and I's. Now, they can do it. They they like sports and business and uh, entrepreneurship and a whole lot of other things. C's and S's do much better in school. Most D's and I's have been inappropriately labeled ADD, ADHD, some kind of learning disability. Actually, they're really, really smart people. They just have a hard time being put in a straitjacket of sit in your seat, don't talk, raise your hand, and listen. They don't do well with any of those things. They do a whole lot better with, with let's see, life is unstructured. D's and I's do better in unstructured environments. S's and C's do better in structured environments. So let's go back again. Four words. I want everyone to see if they can memorize. D's are dominant. It's just our first word. I's are inspiring. S's are supportive. And C's are cautious. I'll give you a little way to remember this, a little trick. D's like to get things done. That's the little way you said, we lean forward. This would be your word, Chandler. D's like to get things done. Then I's like to hold my hands up and wiggle them. I's like to have some fun. S's, I put my hands together, want you to be nice. And C's want you to be precise. So again, just a little ways to remember. D's like to get things done. I's like to have some fun. S's want you to be nice. C's want you to be precise. D's are <laughs> dominant. I's are inspiring. S's are supportive. And C's are cautious. Now, that's the model. Now, we let everyone who's listening today make a choice. This is the most important thing I've said on the whole podcast interview. Everybody has some of all four of these to a greater or lesser degree. When you take an actual profile assessment, you can find out exactly what you are. Like I'm an IDSC. That's the mm-hmm. way I flow. I's mm-hmm. first, D's second, S is third, and C is last. We train people how to understand yourself. We train people in professions that you're best suited for. We train couples how to be married happily. I got the best marriage of anybody I know. My wife and I are crazy about each other. It's because we understand each other. Uh, In business, fortunes are lost because people don't get along with each other. How do you parent? I coach parents on how to raise their kids. Can you imagine a high C parent, cautious, calculating, concerned, trying to raise a high I child? And they, they don't know what's going on. They think something's wrong with a child. They can't focus. Listen, your child's going to grow up to have a show. And when their show comes to town, you're going to want tickets. And you're going to, it's so fascinating. So as you can tell, I love this stuff. But we need to move on and talk about how this relates to publishing. Yeah, this is amazing. Drop the mic on that. I think this is a good framework. It's funny you mentioned the people uh, people and task. Because when I tested I think I was like uh, on the test that I took like a 99 I and a 99 D. So high D, high I. 
And I have this, literally, it's so funny. I have this sign on my desk. And for people watching on the YouTube channel, you can see this. It says people first, because it's a reminder for me when I get into task orientation mode that, hey, <laughs> the people make the place, the place that doesn't make the people. And if we're not putting the people first, we're not moving this thing forward. And it's, we're just not doing it in the right way. Right. So let me ask you this. Um, let's talk writing first and I'll rapid fire a few questions in the writing process. How can folks use their disc type to uh, lean into the writing process, write a better book. And right. is there a best type for the writing process? I'm sure there's wow, a lot of people. That's a great that. question. Uh, I've got, I've got a few things for each one of these that I jotted down. If you're primarily outgoing and people and task oriented a D type, the way you want to write a book is kind of like this. This is broad stroking. Now, man, I just want to get to the bottom line. I want to write the book fast, I may even get tired of the book and have to hire somebody to be a ghostwriter and do it for me. Uh, I just want to throw this up on the wall and see what sticks. I want to tell the reader what they need to do. I, I want them to be goal-oriented. I want the reader to know, here are the steps to be successful. I want to write it. I'll show you how to do it. Just do what I say. I was shocked. I was shocked years ago. I've got I've got so many books on leadership. I started going through them and I noticed something. Almost every book that's written about leadership was written by a D-type personality. Bottom line, make it happen, cut to the chase, be efficient, show me the bacon, let's have results. You know what I realized? Not everybody's a D-type personality. Mm -hmm. And I, there should have been a subtitle. How to be a leader for D-type personality. How to succeed for D. It doesn't work for the other three types. That's another whole talk in and of itself. But a lot of books on leadership are written by Ds. Why is that? Because they're leaders. So a D is get out of my way. Let me make things happen. I'm going places, doing things. That would be the big idea. So a D is going to get the job done one way or the other. The I-type. Boy, this is going to be a challenge for you because you got a million ideas and it's hard to harness all of them. You, you, it's hard for you to focus. You have the, I mentioned earlier the attention span of a gnat, but you need to look, you want to look good. Uh, my friend Deion Sanders and I were talking. He told me one night, he said, you know, he said, people always want to get dirty in a football game. This is back when he was playing for the Atlanta Braves. He played both baseball and football, if you'll recall. Deion said, I want to look as good after the game as I did before the game because I need to look good for pictures. I laughed. <laughs> I thought, isn't that funny? See, he wasn't playing baseball or football for the 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 fighting part of it, the competing. He wanted to look good. He has a <laughs> lot of eye. People are following him to this day. That's why he's called Neon Dion. He wants to look good. Uh, if you're writing a book, you're going to have lots of stories but your stories need to have points to them. Tell a story, but make a point. Make a point, tell a story. Eyes are great at storytelling. They need to focus on how do I, what's the point of this story? Stay on topic. You need to be consistent with your content and, and don't over elaborate. I jokingly tell people there's a self-help group for I-type personalities. It's called on and on and on and on. And we sometimes can <laughs> overdo the talking and overdo the storytelling for the S types. 
you're going to focus on the heart, your feelings. Your writing's going to be warm and tender. It's going to be oriented with family, children, and pets. Uh, it's going to be emotional. You'll have a lot of impactful stories. You'll build relationships with words. But you have to avoid being overly mushy. D-types won't go for that. You, you have to be careful that you're focusing. When you mention feelings, you don't overdo it, and you get to the bottom line, and you stay focused on what is this book all about and how can it help me. Then for the C-type, and this is to answer two questions. The first one is, this is their type, and second, they probably are the best at writing a book. Why? Listen to this. They're meticulous. They know how to outline things well. They get the big picture and are very clear about what am I trying to do here? How can I stir up feelings? How can I move from the mind to the heart and back to the mind? How can I make sure that I'm not getting bogged down in the paralysis of analysis? They will want to edit the book, edit it, edit it, edit it. As a matter of fact, listen carefully. They may have the biggest challenge meeting deadlines in writing a book because they want it perfect. And I tell C-types, please remember there's a difference between excellence and perfection. Boy, they get bogged down in that. They don't want to let I, – I was a school principal many, many years ago. I talked to a girl. This is how I learned it. Her name was Pam Duffy. I was talking, their algebra teacher said, you might want to, I saw her at lunch. The teacher said, you might want to have a talk with Pam. She's a good student. She didn't turn in her homework today. I saw Pam. I said, Pam, just curious. I was talking to your algebra teacher. I said, why didn't you turn in your homework? She said, I'll never forget this. She said, well, there were 10 problems and I couldn't get the last one. I could only get the first nine and I really didn't want to turn in an incomplete paper. Chandler, I had to work to keep my face straight <laughs> because I was thinking, man, if I did one, I'd turn it in and think you ought to give me some extra credit or something. <laughs> but, but you see, her mindset was, I don't mm -hmm. want to turn it in till it's perfect. Well, that can happen and they can get bogged down. Hear me well. Anybody can write a book. I've written over 20 books and I have, and I know how to do it because I have an outline. I have a pattern. I understand the three steps in writing a book, you know, get the title, get the back cover experience, get the chapter titles. I know how to help somebody do that. And, and we're going to let you, you and I are going to work together on helping people do this even better. But all four can write a book. I would say C's can do it the best. Hmm. D's probably would get after it and think about it. They're both task oriented, right? They're going to get it done. I's and S's can get it done, but they probably going to need some help along the way. That's great. That's really great. Um, we're running out of time. So I'll go lightning round on a few uh, final questions. What about the marketing side of things? Is, is there a type that's, that's better, uh, better suited towards marketing or, or how do the, how do these show up different types show up in the marketing process? It's funny you should mention this because he, here's the way it's not just marketing, it's life. Now, let me explain what I mean by that. If we were to, if we had the time, we could go back and I could show you 
the right side, I's and S's, make up 65% of a general population. The left side, D's and C's, make up 35%. Two-thirds of the general population is right-sided or feeling-oriented. One-third is left-sided or task-oriented. So to answer your question, here is the secret to life. I hope everyone's listening. I'll say it. You can memorize it and write it down later on. I'm about to give you the secret to life. Here it is. Are you ready? Be good to people and get things done. Be good to people. That's the right side. Majority. And get things done. So in marketing, how do I market? I want to make sure I'm listening to everybody's radio station. W-I-I-F-M. What's in it for me? That's what everybody, how can I help you? How can I be a blessing to you? How can I encourage you? It always starts with the right side. That's why we start our emails with happy Thursday, happy Saturday, happy Tuesday. Hope you're having a great day. That's the way to start an email. If I were writing you an email, dear Chandler, happy Thursday. Hope you're having a great day. That's the right side. Be good to people. Show I have a heart. Show I care. That's how you market. I want you to like me. I want you to know I like you. That's the right side. The left side, okay, here's the information. Here's the facts. Here's the figures. Here's the item. Here's how much it costs. Here's the way you go about selling it. I see people get way bent out of shape. There's an old saying. I'm sure you've heard it. People hate to be sold, but they love to buy. How does What does that mean? That <laughs> means people love to buy. Be good to them on the right side. And the left side will kick in automatically. I learned from Dale Carnegie in one of his writings that people can Google this if they want to. It sums up everything I'm teaching today. Dale Carnegie said, my favorite, talking about marketing, talking about sales, mm -hmm. talking about speaking, he said, my favorite dessert is strawberries and cream. He said, I love strawberries and cream. He said, it just hits my mouth right. Nothing better for dessert than strawberries and cream. He said, but when I go fishing, I don't use strawberries and cream because I know fish don't like it. <laughs> I use crickets and worms. I use worms and crickets because I know that's what they like. And he said, in marketing, in sales, and in life, what you like may not be what someone else likes. Learn what they like, and you'll do better in marketing and sales. Here's the way I teach. Here's the way I train. Be good to people. And then find out what it is they need and get things done. That's the secret. That's how it mm. works. Mm, love it. That's awesome. Well, last uh, question. We got a question from a listener here. Simon um, says, what's the most common misconceptions beginners have about the disc assessment uh, and how uh, do your books and talks address this? Yeah. The biggest misconception is, oh, you're just trying to label people. You're a D, you're an I, you're an S, you're a C. And listen, you, you've got to learn to ride a tricycle before you can ride a bicycle. And you have to learn to ride a bicycle before you can ride a motorcycle. And you have to learn how to ride a motorcycle before you can fly a jet. In other words, it's progressive. It hurts my heart 
to see that some people could use disc as a weapon. Oh, I'm married to a D. You know what they're like. Oh, I'm married to an I. They they don't care about anybody themselves. Oh, you know, I'm married to an S. They just they just don't ever. They were so wishy washy. Never get things. I'm married to a C. They're such a nerd. They just have so many questions. <laughs> Listen, all of those things can be true. They can be true, but that's not what we focus on. What we focus on. Remember, DISC is a wellness model. We do not use it as a weapon. We use it as a tool to understand people. And the more you understand people and the more you can relate to them, I I, I say this very humbly. Wow. I say this very humbly, but I have four grown daughters. I have six grandkids. I'm I'm the happiest married person in the world. And here's why. Boy, I, I hope everybody will hear my heart. I know how to treat people. I know how to get along with people. If I spent the day with you, I would want to understand you, speak words of life and encouragement into you, be nice to you, show you how we can work together and get things done, and I would pay for everything. You tell me you wouldn't want to spend the day with me? I have to hide from my family so I can get stuff done. They love me so much. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Um, Well, guys, uh, if uh, if you want your questions answered on a future episode of the podcast, uh, comment on this uh, YouTube video with a question that you have for a future guest or leave it in a review on the podcast. Uh, Dr. Rome, Last question, where can people go to, I'm assuming you have an assessment that people can take for people who are like, man, I think I might know, but like, I really would love to know. So where can people go to take the assessment, find out more about your company, work with you guys, all that good stuff. Great. Uh, Actually, we have four different websites. Uh, The first one to answer your question, discoveryreport.com. Discovery, D-I-S-C-O-V-E-R-Y, discoveryreport.com. They can take an assessment, find out their specific. We have them for adults. We have them for teenagers so they can find their best vocation. We have them for children. Uh, It it just breaks my heart that, listen, parenting comes with no instructions. Well, they do now because we offer instructions specifically. I've written books on how do you raise or how do you train a D-type child, an I, an S, and a C. We have a series called Four Pals. It's the Four Pals series for parents learning how to raise their children correctly and helping them. The second one would be personalityinsights.com. That's the name of the company. And the uh, personalityinsights.com. Third one, robertrome.com. That's me, R-O-B-E-R-T-R-O-H-M.com. A lot of information about me there. And the fourth one, fourth one, uh, personalityservice.com. Personality service teaches we people can white label. Like, for instance, if someone had an organization, and we do this for tons of companies, they want everybody in their organization to take an assessment. But they don't want it to look like some outside vendor is doing that. So they can white label, use our report, We have so many companies, I'm not allowed to mention, but many, many, many companies use our report, but they white-labeled it under their logo, their name, their um, uh, 
um, information. They're lo- yeah, the logos, that was the word I was looking for. And it looks just like their company report. And here's the great news. And it is such a good story. The vice president of my company is Patrick Pettibon. Patrick told me when we were putting this together over the last 20 years, Patrick said, in the corporate world, when reports come out, nobody wants anybody to read it because it may have something really derogatory in it. All of our reports are so good that if you got your report, you would say, I want everybody in the office to read this. (laughs) In other words, it doesn't tell you what's wrong with you. It tells you what's right with you. Employers use these because instead of working with the employee one-on-one, they can go to the report and say, now your report seems to indicate this about you. Let's talk about how that can be more effective here. And since it's a strength, How can we use it here at work? They're designed to help people to be more successful, have a better life, achieve more, less stress, more productivity, and to have a better life. I love it. That's awesome. Well, this has been amazing, Dr. Rom. Thank you so much, guys. You got four great resources um, to check out. The first one being discoveryreport.com to take uh, the assessment, find out more, learn more, all that good stuff. Uh, if we can help you with your book in any way, um, book a call with the team, selfpublishing.com forward slash talk. Uh, if you want to continue this conversation, talk about how to use your disk uh, uh, um, type to uh, write a better book, or if we can just help in any way, uh, book a call with the team. We'd love to help. Dr. Rome, this is fun, man. This is so fun. You're a wealth of knowledge and stories and humor and just depth on this subject. So thank you so much for being here. My honor. Thank you, Chandler. I look forward to doing this again sometime down the road. Thank you so much for watching or listening to this episode of the Self-Publishing School Podcast. I know there's so many places that you can be spending your time. There's other podcasts that you could be listening to, YouTube channels that you could be watching. Uh, so thank you so much. It means the world. Now, I want you to do three things right now if you found this episode All right, number one, I don't know if you know this, but we've got a YouTube channel. It's a companion channel to this podcast. All the video versions of the episode are on the YouTube channel. So number one, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Number two, if you're listening to this podcast wherever, whether this is Spotify, Apple Podcasts, number two, I want you to subscribe to this podcast right now so you don't miss a future episode. Uh, And then number three, this is probably the most important Uh, leave a review on the podcast. All right. Reviews are super important and help the podcast get discovered by other people. Uh, So number three, leave a review on the podcast. Thank you so much. I'll see you in the next episode. If you're on the fence about scheduling a publishing consultation call with my team, maybe you're not quite ready uh, for that. I've got some free training that I think will be really helpful for you. All right. All you have to do is go to register to sign up. Go to selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. When you do, you're also going to get a free digital copy of my new book published. And on that training, you're going to learn the next step. So how to implement with your book. So how to write, how to publish, how to launch successfully. So go to register right now at selfpublishing.com forward slash free training. I'll see you there.